0: Damaged Goods Podcast. Separate. Um, season three. Yeah, I'm like in the middle of season three, which I think okay. is cool.
1: I'm, yeah, there's a few things I want to jump on Netflix. I want to yeah. jump on that Chapel joint. I'm gonna yeah, jump on. Yeah, I heard that
0: was dope. I heard that was good. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, and and I need to um I need to rewatch season two of Narcos before I jump into season three. Yeah, but a a course. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I
0: watch, like, drug shit like that, sometimes all it either makes me want to do is, A, go back to the days where I used to be, like, less of a civilized person or, and a member of a society and or just, like, do drugs and party. Like, when I would watch Mad Men, right, that show, I wanted to drink. I wanted to drink, like, straight brown liquor and, like, wear a suit. Or watch Narcos. I wanted, like, chop up some blow and fucking party with some, like, Latin girls. Like, it's very... I'm very easily influenced sometimes by some of these things uh, more yeah. on the TV screen than what I in real life. In real life, it doesn't do it as much for me. I can be deterred, but I'll be watching that shit like, you know what? I feel like going and doing XYZ tonight just because I was yeah. watching it. You know what I mean?
1: I, I got so many Colombian friends who are so offended by narcos. That I'm well, just that they, yeah. they, they they ruined it for me, man. They're like, oh, that shit's so fake. How can you support that? I'm like, well, man, it's,
0: it's, <laughs> I mean, it's not fake. It, it, it It's a real thing. It's just...
1: It's, it's like, fictionalized for TV, man. You yeah, know what I mean? Course. Like, but but like, I mean,
0: it's like when um Italian Americans will, will, will be offended by The Sopranos, and there was a lot of backlash when that was on. It's like, yo, not all Italians are in the mafia, which is obviously true about Colombia. Yeah. It's not all of them in the drug trade, you know. But that no. show is about that specific story. So the guys they're showing in that show. Are going to be in the drug trade or are going to be in the mafia it's like the italian american household that's normal and chill prize and compelling television you know what i'm saying like man, that's just the it way a, it is
1: it was a good show i enjoyed I it, it
0: dog. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yo, the, uh, the other voice you're hearing besides my fantastic vocals right here is my man elliot from boston host of the efb podcast uh, a homie whose podcast i was on and now he's on here on damaged goods and we're doing this via, via the masterful technology of, of Skype and such because he is back home in Boston and I'm out in uh, sunny Los Angeles. Technical What's up, tech. E?
1: Technical, techni- How do you say it? Technologically, technologically, and yeah, or in like studio. words. We can make it. Yeah, words. yeah, we yeah. yeah. Like technologically in studio. Be, yeah,
0: man. <laughs> I, lo- I used to love when rappers and dudes would make up words. Technologically and yeah, that, shit, that, like,
1: that's such a that's such a Camron line right yeah. there. Like Cam would would freak that and and turn it into a double platinum single right now. I
0: feel like you and I. I feel like you and I talked about this, and if I'm mistaken, correct me. But like talking about um. When T.I. talks in interviews, and I love, I love it when he does. But when T.I. talks in interviews, it reminds me of the in *Living Color* sketch where Damon Wayans played like the inmate who was like mad smart, but would make up words that weren't really words. That's what it's like when T.I. talks. He, he, he uses like words that ain't really words, but he's very con, he's his convictions are so strong. You kind of just listen to him, but you know For those so- aren't words.
1: For some reason, when Ti talks, he reminds me of like the a pastor's son, but the son's like really a fuck up. You know what I mean? Like he, he, like he, he knows how to how to you know he's got the speech, but he's den- he's done like three bids and he's the black sheep of the family. That's what Ti when man, I hear him talk, that's what he it. reminds me of, man. man we, but nah, man, I'm glad to be here, man. You know, but it, it, it was a Russian souvenirs, uh, um, collaboration. Yeah. Now it's a damaged goods collaboration, yeah. man. But cool. you know. You you, you, know, you
0: on the you one of the the first ten guests on on the new podcast man.
1: You, I dig it, man. Yeah. Top ten. I'll I'll be on that yeah. list any day of the week, number man. Six.
0: This is number six right here.
1: Number six. That's a good number. Yeah. That's Bill Russell. Yeah, That's Bill man. Russell.
0: And Bill, and Bill Russell. Just for all you um, cats who don't know, was a Celtic that uh, you know it, more championships than anybody. We we have more championships than anybody. People don't know that sometimes. Bill Russell won eleven,
1: is, uh, 11 championships yeah, in like, thirteen years, yeah,
0: and like that's just a, a staggering number. That's a staggering number, dude.
1: In a in a day where you could smoke cigarettes in, in, inside it, the when fleets, when men were men, yeah, you know, yeah. you know have half, halftime revolved around cigarettes, uh, whiskey, and 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 flat footed uh is were what supported your knees, yeah, man. If, it was a hard time.
0: If they thought that that was the basketball shoe that was really going to make you a better athlete, like, they were some idiots. You're talking about a Chuck Taylor high top. Like, if any of y'all, like, all you Wiz Khalifa fans and shit wear Chuck Taylors and shit now, imagine that high top, and that's what you play ball in All year as a professional athlete that's your professional basketball shoe back then you got to be fucking kidding me
1: that's why you see Phil Jackson just limbering around right now you know he's all hunched over and and, uh, he's miserable he needs to he needs a recliner when he flies man it's because I got ran up and down the court for ten years and Chuck Taylor's man come on
0: there's like something actually that um, I I think about this a lot and I talk about it sometimes with my friends and shit Um, do you got kids E?
1: I got three daughters, okay, man. So,
0: okay, so wow, you must have been a playboy back in the day. <laughs> yeah, like, everybody uh, says that, like man. That cool. was just I'm me, true. man. That yeah, was just you. Uh, was maybe just in me. your past life, dog. You might have been, you might have been somebody in your past life. But uh, my point is, right? Do um uh, did any of the girls play sports?
1: Nah, nah, my uh, I, I put my two oldest ones into. Uh, into t-ball last year and they, they were trying to quit by the, the <laughs> second hour and try out oh, shit. Um, and I forced them to go but you know after four or five weeks of them going they were miserable they hated it my youngest um she's got an attitude she could probably play middle linebacker with somebody <laughs> you know so I'm gonna try again with her but my two oldest are probably gonna do the, the whole ballerina dance routine my oldest she's actually um, she's interested in playing the piano so uh, I'm trying to yeah, I'm trying to get her into into the arts. You know, she um, she loves to draw. She loves to paint. Uh, so I'm trying to get her into the arts. And then my middle, um, she she wants to twirl around and be a ballerina. So I'm gonna be one of them dads. And hopefully my youngest can do something competitive because uh, my wife makes fun of me. But I played baseball when I was when I was younger. And I always talk about my, you know my baseball stories, my glory yeah, days. Yeah, the good old days. you
0: like the Al Bundy four touchdowns for in the sure. game shit.
1: Truth is, I stopped playing baseball when I was like twelve. You know what I mean? yeah. So I'm, just, I'm trying to relive those those memories of dude, middle kids. school. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. So.
0: Well, the reason I ask you, man, is because I know you're a big sports dude, and one of the things that you do on your podcast, yeah, one of the focal points is is like a lot of Celtics talk. But aside from yeah. the Cs, I know you know you're a well versed sports dude, and this is something that like like I was way more into sports as a kid, and as I got a little older in my 20s and 30s, like I still watch like you know I still watch the Pats yeah. I watch the season the Sox but not all the time you know but I used to also play sports and as I got older you know my interests kind of you know whatever where I had time I needed to use my time for other shit but anyway point is man I I, I read a lot about sh- shit and I hear a lot of shit about this is more in particular for football and for soccer but like you know you play these sports and there's a there's a certain percentage of people once you play past a certain level right Maybe after high school, if you do play college, or if you're fortunate enough to play professionally or internationally, there's a certain level of damage that you're gonna take, right? Especially mm-hmm. football, right? We know like mm-hmm. that Will Smith movie and all that shit about brain damage and shit. Like y- you, you're going to get fucked up. It's not. Yeah. It's not a question of how much, or, or, or what. I guess is when. And you know, you're seeing people that are having homicidal thoughts, suicidal thoughts, like blackouts in their mind doing crazy shit not remembering it accidents, all kinds of shit right and and they directly link it to intense brain trauma right i mean uh football players go through they say like almost more brain trauma than than boxers or mma and that sport is fighting their sport is hitting the other guy in the head but football is a sport which i love man i watch it i'm not knocking it i'm just saying it's a sport where, you know, you do get smashed on the head. You got some really strong, really fast, aggressive guys banging on each other, and it, and it has an impact as you get older. So I'm, I don't got no kids, right? But this is something I think about because I my, I my friend, my godson. He's a seven. He plays football. His dad was nasty. I got nephews and shit doing that. And I just wonder if I was a parent, would I encourage my kids to play sports that have a high Rates of brain trauma and shit. Like, and not just football, yo, soccer has incredible problems with brain trauma because of all the, the headings and shit, the head, the head and the ball and all that shit. But I mean, like baseball, not so much, uh, tennis, you know, there's a lot of sports where the injury level isn't is intense. But if you play high school at a high level, or even college, you could be walking away with some shit that you won't feel into your 40s that'll fuck you up. So I was just asking you as a, as a man who's a big sports guy and also a father, like, how do you feel about that shit?
1: I mean, um, it, it's almost like you know what you're getting into when, you, when you're when you playing football, and parents know what they're getting into when they're putting their kids in, into into football, into they? these... Con- but do they? I think they, they know more about it now than, than they did before, but I think even before, I mean, uh, you know, you ask anyone who's you know, 35 and older. It's funny because, um, you know, recently I was just watching the past game with one of my boys and he's probably, I want to say like 12 years older than me. And, um, you know, in the game, they were talking about all these adjustments that they're making to yeah. the helmets and all this padding that they're doing. And, um, you know, he said, you know, back in my day, you know, you got knocked. You know when you got hit, you got your bell rung every time you got hit. You know there wasn't. There's no. There was no good padding. There was three foam pads inside a helmet, and that that's what protected your skull. And you know I'm I'm sitting there looking at this padding that they're putting in these helmets, and. Even then, it's it's it still doesn't protect you from a two hundred and sixty pound yeah. linebacker yeah, the dudes who can are a lot run. Bigger now. <laughs> yeah, you know who can chase you down, and he, they run a, a they can do a forty yard dash in less than five seconds. You know, and and, and they're coming at you full force. Um, as a parent, me personally, um, I would take the route that my mom took with me. She didn't let me play football. You know, okay. What
0: kind of what's what's your background? Let these people know.
1: So I'm I'm um, you know Puerto Rican you know male from city of Boston, and um you know my my first of all my mom didn't understand the game of football enough to to love it you know she, she's from
0: she, PR right yeah she's, my, the, she's straight yeah, from PR right
1: yeah both my parents okay. are born uh, in Puerto Rico they both came to to you know Boston yeah. at a young age and um she didn't let me play football she thought it was too violent. Um, you know, she, uh, she thought I would get hurt. Um, and, uh, for her thing was, um, Puerto Ricans play baseball.
0: Yeah. That's why I was, I was going to go there next. Cause I've been to PR gang at times and football ain't big there, but fucking
1: yeah. baseball is. And, and for me, you know, the, the, you know, all my friends, you know, that, that was growing up with, they were all black. Um, so they were playing football. So naturally I wanted to play football with them, but you know, she said, you know, that football is too violent. Um, I look at it now as, as, A a blessing, you know, because, you know, you got a lot of these contact sports, football, soccer, um, you know, wrestling, uh, you know, all these all these sports where, where it's you and your body. Um, you know the brain damage that is caused. You're seeing, you know, wrestlers routinely die between the age of forty now, and fifty.
0: What kind of wrestlers are we talking about? Just so the fa- the fans and listeners know, we're talking uh, about professional WWE, wrestlers, right? like, yeah, yeah. Not that so, Greco-Roman weird shit. Like the the high-flying quote-unquote fake wrestling that is actually yeah, yeah. probably more damaging than real. But anyway, continue.
1: Yeah. So so you know the the Greco-Roman wrestlers with the um, you know the Olympic style wrestling. I mean, oh, there's a wow. lot of wrestlers there that that you know will suffer you know neck injuries brain injuries even as that those kind of wrestling you know that that's similar to you know mma style um you know where you're where you're looking to you know pin pin someone on their back um but even mma now um which it is being introduced to children um boxing which you know it's funny my mom wouldn't let me uh wouldn't let me play football, but she was interested in me boxing. <laughs> you know what and I mean. So the
0: discipline of the humbleness it gives you and shit. I don't know. Yeah,
1: and, and it, it's it's a it's a big cultural and there's thing.
0: There's a lot of Puerto Rican boxers and shit. Exactly. Man. It's, it's exactly. Not fucking. It's not uh, such a foreign sport there.
1: So um, me as a parent, I personally one the the brain damage that is caused to these kids. Um, you know, you know, from playing football from you know, as young as the age of four. You know, up until their 40s, you know, you, you have like, you know, guys like Junior Seau, who I, I believe he committed suicide. Yeah. Um, you know, other other football players who, who, um you know, after the age of 50 are not normally functioning human beings. Um, And uh, me personally, as a parent, I wouldn't I wouldn't I would try to steer my child into a, a more profitable um you know, a profitable sport, you know, yeah. where baseball has, you know, some of the highest guaranteed contracts. It's
0: the most paying sport, highest paying sport, at least in the United States, for sure. Exactly. Even more than football. Uh,
1: yeah. More than football. I mean, football is a sport where you get hurt. They can they can cut your contract. You get your guarantee, but you don't get the full value of your yeah. contract. Um, And you have a lot of athletes who are suing the NFL yeah. for pension benefits, you know what I mean? Where, where, you know, after you're done playing, I think the average NFL... after
0: to four years, right?
1: to four years if you're good you can Dude, play um you know maybe
0: career that's a real short professional career for sports
1: you know eight to 12 years maybe if you're good and then what you know you gotta try to get into broadcasting into media if your brain um, is
0: still there and you know if, you mentioned seo and that was a, a a very famous athlete he wasn't like a nobody he did, you know what i'm saying yeah. he had a lot of adoration and respect and he took himself out
1: yeah. And, and, you know, even, you know, for professional wrestlers, you know, there's tragedies like the Chris Benoit story oh where, where, you know, he, he, you know, went nuts. He, he murdered his wife, his son, and then he hung himself.
0: And that's, and that's uh, like, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like that's that CTE damage, that brain damage yeah. shit that like football guys will get that they don't even know they do it. Like it's like they, they black out in this crazy state and they do some shit like that and they're unaware of their actions.
1: Yeah, I think the Chris. I think when they studied Chris Benoit's brain, I think it had deteriorated to the point where it was like of an 80-year-old man or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And these are, you know, you know, football and and you know, professional wrestling are routinely next man up. If you get hurt, the show must go on. Yeah, Same they got thing in football. Pulling
0: them right up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you, you look you look at football. Someone will get injured on the field, they get taken off and there's someone that replaces them right then and ready, there. And they're already on per- the
0: sideline suited up, ready to go with a helmet in hand.
1: If that person produces, then trust me, you your spot job. is question now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so you know, it, it a lot of these a lot of these players will will fight through injuries to, to get back on the field to stay relevant um, for the money, for the fame, you know, because I think fame is as yeah. big of an addiction as money. um, And, you know, they end up doing more long-term damage to themselves. So, yeah. And it's also, um,
0: like, if, this, if you're an athlete, right, and you went to college, but you went to college because you were going to play ball, right, so maybe you didn't really go hard in your studies, and you make it to the league, which is incredible, you probably haven't made many plan Bs. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? You probably don't got a backup because you have to put so much in to make it to that level. You don't got time for nothing. You don't even have time for your studies, barely, let alone actually really going into your studies or thinking about what would I do if I wasn't playing ball. So when you when you're faced with the thing like, oh, man, you gotta, you really shouldn't be playing anymore. You got really hurt. You got really injured. It's like, well, what else the fuck am I going to do? Nah, fuck that. I'm going I'm to rehabilitate myself and get back out there. And you, yeah. know, you see that in movies like, or or, or like even in a, what's that movie? Uh, Any Given Sunday, right? Lawrence Taylor yep. is playing that character where it's like, he's going to get a super ill bonus if he goes a few more yards. But they're also like, yo, you go, you play another game. You might not even make it off the field. But he wants that money so bad he's willing to risk it for that. Like, And there's those situations are very rare. And it's kind of like it, if I don't go in and risk my life I'm not going to have any extra money
1: And I mean not only that But I mean we're also in a region here Where um, you know We're lucky enough here in Boston Where all four major sports are popular So um, you know Where hockey is an expensive sport To uh, yeah. to, to play as a kid Say, um, so
0: Football kind of can be too
1: yeah, football can be too, um, but you know you go you go down to places like Texas, places down south like Louisiana, where football is a way religion. of life. It's yeah, it, it, of it's, it's 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 church in the morning, football in the afternoon. College,
0: high religion, not even just NFL.
1: Yeah, so I mean, you go places like that, and it's, if you don't play ball, you're, you're being looked at differently. You know yeah. what I mean? Where where here down down east, um, it's it's more you have options. Yeah, you can you can, um, play, you can play
0: hoops. You could be nasty on in the on the ice. You could play baseball. I mean, there's a whole there's a there's definitely yeah definitely different options.
1: You know, I look at I look at one of my boys, my my boy Courtney Sims. Um, he's a cat. You know, born and raised in Rosendale. Um, he was fortunate enough to to you know be close to seven feet tall. Um, was able <laughs> was able to to go to Michigan. Uh, from Michigan, he was able to um, become an undrafted free agent into the NBA. He played probably about, you know, five or six years bouncing around in the NBA. After that, he started playing pro ball overseas. This dude's gone to Russia. He's gone to China. He's gone to Spain. He's gone to Puerto Rico. Yeah. And now the past few years, he's been he's been in Korea. He's been playing. He plays in Korea. He brings his, his wife and his two kids with him. Um, and that's funny because and, that's, and, and,
0: that's his skill. That's his trait. What else can you do? Right? Yeah,
1: and and now you know once once you know his career is kind of dwindling down, but now he's starting his own AAU program and he's gonna That's you know Ill. take That's his Ill. endeavors into that. So, um, you know, play, you know, the, you know for, you know for me, you know if if I'm if I'm a parent and and my my child is is athletically gifted where they can do something with their gift, I'm looking at these baseball players who signed hundred eighty four two hundred and fifty million dollar oh, yeah, contracts. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean. And, all guaranteed. You 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 break your leg and you're still getting paid. Um, basketball, you know, it's becoming more profitable for the players now. Where you know players are making a hundred million dollars in three years. You know what I mean? Um, hockey, I don't know that much about. You know, a lot of my people like hockey. Not a lot I, of Puerto Ricans
0: skating around with a stick. In no, their
1: hands, man. No, I, I barely know how to roller skate, man. You yeah, know what Don't, mean? don't but,
0: do us all fair, Don't roller skate unless we're at Chevu, Let's not. Let's leave the roller skates at home and the roller yeah. blades.
1: Che Vu, that's a name that uh that brings dude. a lot of sweet memories, oh, you know, dude, to anybody from the city.
0: Wild ass fucking uh early age. Just imagine like a young teenage Jake the Snake uh you know, rhyming at che Vu like back then, like you know, like like way long ago. Uh, yeah. You know, I, just wild shit. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've shit. almost lost I've almost lost my life a few times yeah, at Shavu. Yeah. Same, here, dude. The wrong girl, Same
0: here, like I do I almost lost my life rapping at che Vu multiple times you know
1: what I'm saying just yeah, fuck like, yeah but i mean sports are crazy now you know there's so much money in the game that you got to look at it as a business you know so if you're if if your kid is is athletically gifted you know um hire the strength coaches hire the people that are going to get them you know to where they need to be but also protect them too you know cuz um you know, God forbid, you know, they, they these brain damage is no joke, you know, but, you know, when you play football, you know what you're getting into, you know what I mean? And it's just like a lot of things, you know, when you smoke cigarettes, you know, there's a possibility of cancer, you know, so you take yeah. that risk when you do it, you know what I mean? But um, it is what it is, man, you know, it, I just, you know?
0: I feel like, um, like, and it's, it's, it's fucking weird for me to talk about it because I don't have kids, all right? So like a guy yeah. like you could be like, well, you don't got any fucking kids, so shut so the fuck up, but I think about it because, I played sports when I was a kid, right? I played hockey, baseball, and basketball. Uh, baseball was my main thing, and I played that the longest. And I eventually quit all sports um, because I I have a, I had a real and still do have a problem with authority. And I just couldn't deal with uh, teachers telling me what to do uh my mother I, well, couldn't tell me what to do with the when I even when I was 13 and then now I have a coach telling me what to do and I have to play with yeah. all these other kids who I don't even I don't even like you we, we we go to the same school or we live in the same neighborhood but I don't even like you you're not my friend we don't we don't hang out after this so I was kind of already getting away from that and I was an artist too I was always painting and drawing and I got into skateboarding when I was like 11 and 12 and as you know I was starting to skateboard and still playing baseball and I was like wait a minute man this shit is more up my alley this is some rebel like loner don't have to fucking listen to nobody's shit, I don't have to fucking, you know, hear your shit, oh, I was supposed to pitch today, but you're going to sit me, like, I don't have to deal with that shit, so I think around 14, 15, 15, I think it was like, I quit playing organized sports all together, and I just embraced my artist side, and it was just purely skating, I got sponsored, I, you know, I'm still drawing and painting, fucking around with music, and uh I stopped playing sports, but, you know, I still liked them, but, uh, you know, as an adult, and like learning all this shit, I start to think about having kids and shit, and then like I said, I I got friends and and people with, with kids that are playing sports, and I just wonder, now knowing all this, right, back then i'm sure like my father or my uncles and shit they didn't know about that shit and that's why we're playing fucking hockey without helmets checking the shit out of each other mind you i'm like 10 and they're like 30. but uh, <laughs> you know we're playing all these rough and tumbles tackle you know dudes in the neighborhood always play tackle football or, or even we you know when we had snowstorms in boston kids would obviously play tackle but we'd play it in, without snow but yeah. you know we're fucking up each other but all good now knowing all that i just think about fuck man if i had a kid right now, I'm not going to stop my kid. If, he, if I have a son or a daughter, they want to play football or they want to play hockey. I'm going to be like, all right, cool. We we can do that. And I'm going to let you see how you like it. And I'm not going to force my kids to do anything just because I did it or liked it. I'm going to let them, if they take to something natural, right, I'm going to let them gravitate towards that, right? ooh you seem to really be good at like, musical shit. Let me put this guitar in your hands. Let me put this piano in front of you. Or, or you really are nice with the ball. You like, you know, you're fast or whatever. Maybe I'm gonna like put you on the court. You know, I'm gonna let them choose what they like and and what they. If, but if one of them takes to something really well, I might encourage that further. But like, you know, like if that was guitar or singing or rapping or dancing or, or, or hockey or, or or baseball. But if it's like something like football or fighting, I'm like, hmm. Do I now they took to that? They really like it. How far do I want to push them with that? Right? Yeah. Do and, I want to push think- them through high school and fucking college and shit?
1: Yeah, and I think as, as a parent, what you want to do is you never want to, uh, you know, deter your kids from from chasing their passions. No, and, you know? I don't want to do
0: that. But do I want to yeah. encourage them to do something once, like, I don't want to stop them, but do I want to encourage them to do something that I know is going to fuck them up?
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and you like you said, you know it's going to fuck them up, but at the same time, that you know, you also educate them on, on the risk of, of everything. But do you, you know educate what I mean? them when
0: they're six and seven, eight? Are they gonna even know what that means? Are they even gonna comprehend that shit?
1: Yeah, probably not. But I think, given how severe you know the trauma can be, I think you have to. And I think you know,
0: like the kid even get it is is my point. Like I just I'm I'm literally watching seven eight year olds play football and hearing the coaches talk to them the way that coaches in the In the NFL, in college, talk to the kids. The same way the eight-year-olds, like, you're going to go and... They don't use, like, the curses and shit, but they'd be like, you're going to go smash these dudes. You're going to hit them with everything you got. They're encouraging them to to destroy the other team because that's how you win, or to hurt them and shit. But, like, they're instilling these values in them and at such an early age, I'm wondering, is that going to be cemented in their little baby brain the whole way through development? They ain't even hit puberty yet. They ain't even dropped no. the testicle yet, right? So now when they like big boys and they got some testicles and shit, is it going to be so embedded in their little fucking skulls that this is what you do and like you enjoy it, not even registering the fucking dangers? That's I don't know, man. I'm just scared. And, I'm a scared pre-parent. I ain't even a pre-parent. And,
1: no, and I and I think I think too. I think we live in a society now where everything is so advanced that you know, for us, we 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 think back when we were eight, nine, ten years old, and we think, what would we understand at that point? Where now you got eight, nine, ten year olds who could surf the net better than you and I can. Yeah, you know what trendy, I mean? Trendy. And 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 when you, when you when you say will the kid even understand it? I mean, there are seven, eight, nine-year-olds now who you have to protect them with uh, on the dangers of social media. Yeah, that's true. You know, you, you know what I mean? So it's like, um, you know, we we have to, I, I think we have to kind of get to a point where where we don't want to, take away the innocence of these children, you know what I mean? But, you know, if we are going to expose them to things that have dangers on them, we also have to also educate them on on what comes with that. You know, if I give my daughter a tablet, a cell phone, um, you know, my daughter's seven, she's got a tablet, you know, but I do have to monitor what she watches on YouTube. You know, she'll sometimes stumble on things that she shouldn't be watching. I have to sit there and talk to her about, hey, this is why you don't want to watch this. You know what I mean? Because it's better that I explain it to her rather than her learn something through somebody else's voice and, and have it yeah. think it's okay it's it's all right. You know what I mean? So um it's one thing if you're putting your son in, in, in football, you you put your son in football and you don't tell him anything about brain damage. You know what I mean? And then you have a coach also telling him you know, you know, run through that guy, like run into that guy like trying to run through a wall, you know what I mean? But if you sit there and you educate your son on the, da- on the damages of running into someone like you run through a wall, you know, your kid might turn around and say, you know what, maybe this ain't for me, you know, because, you know, you, we see a lot of people um, a lot of these athletes who have this brain damage and CTE and stuff like that, but we also are seeing a lot more athletes retiring early. You know what I mean? We're seeing athletes retiring uh, 26, 27. Um, they get their big contract, they get their money, and then they're out because they have been educated on the the damages that that these sports can bring. So I think you know, with anything um, that you put in front of your kids, uh, you have to you know educate them on what's right and what's wrong. You know if You know, I I have friends who um, at a young age, parents let them watch radar movies, let them do whatever they want. Um, You know, those kids developed a little bit quicker because they they were exposed to a lot more adult type things. (laughs) You know what I mean? But, you know, it's, you know, what's the difference in, in, to me, what's the difference in, in teaching your son about brain damage or teaching your son about the dangers of social media? You know, you know what I mean like, and and, I and the creeps that are out there you know what I mean so um you know it's 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 a lot you know That's it's a lot to true. give a, 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 a lot to give an eight or a nine-year-old you know but um eight eight and nine-year-olds have the world literally at their fingertips depending on how much you give them you know what I mean so um this, like
0: a true parent dude <laughs> like a, a man who has like because you're, you're speaking from the position of a father of three I'm speaking of the guy who has a good pullout game, so I don't, <laughs> I, I don't have that, you know, and uh, I just speak from a point of fear when I have the kids, like, you know, so you you, you sharing that is, is good, and you, you bring up a good point about, like, there's a lot of things you gotta warn your kids about, it's not just about the sports they play, but now we do have this fucking powerful internet situation going on that wasn't yep. like that when we were kids, yeah. and how do we monitor and educate and protect our kids Without restricting them too much from that shit, cause that shit, god damn, that shit's intense right there. You you know yeah. that whole internet shit is, is crazy powerful, dude. And you know, I mean, uh, that's a that's another one, dude. Like you know, that's another one about uh, what what do we expose our kids to. You talking about what movies and shit? Like when I was a kid, man, uh, in my household there was no there was no censorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whatever I wanted to watch or whatever was on it was fine moms didn't care You know people were busy there was shit going on in my house in front of my face in the living room in the apartment like most kids don't even see uh, So I but I'm a bad example like, you know, that's not I would hope that's not the norm You know and and although maybe I didn't play football in high school I never played football. So I never played it in high school or college or any of that shit So I never had that encouraged uh energy behind me to, to go pursue these sports to till the, till the death of me, but I also was encouraged or at least not warned about other things that could really fuck me up too, like substances, Crime, mm-hmm. drugs, yeah. shit—that was normal in the house, and no one was saying, "Oh, actually, you shouldn't do this." Like it was just the—it was just the norm. It, there was no questions about it, because not only in my house, but uh, my parents or my mother's friends' kids, who I was friends with, they were in the same situation. So you hang out with them, and nothing's different over there. So no one—we're not talking to each other. Like, is this weird over your house? No, this—no, this is the same thing over there. Oh well, it must be normal. So we just yeah. went along with it, and that might not have damaged me, like in my brain, from smashing up against the kids. But you know, when you get into getting arrested or getting in trouble or your friends are doing this and that or you end up, you know, drugs and guns and things like that coming to play and it was just the natural course of things that you can look back and be like, well, where was the regulation there? You know what I'm saying? You know
1: And and you know what's funny is that, you know, me, I grew up um, you know, in a in a in a church going home, you know, we went to church three days a week, you know. No uh Pentecostal not. Christian. Really? Non-Catholic?
0: Um, yeah. I'm always interested when I meet Latinos that are not Catholic.
1: Yeah, not Catholic. Um, and you know, my grandfather's a pastor, so we were at his church, oh, you know. Damn, dude, you are
0: Pentecostal yeah. too. You were really yeah. in there. I was yes. raised Catholic, you know, um, Irish shit, but you know, I don't fuck with it anymore. But anyway, continue.
1: Yeah, so it was it was Sunday, Wednesday, Friday. We was at church. Um, and you know, it's funny because my my parents tried to protect me from things that they thought were damaging to me, you know what I mean. So they thought music with parental advisory stickers were were bad. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> so so I couldn't go out and buy CDs. I had to have my boy dub them on tapes for me. You know what I mean? Um, they thought you know my my father only had the black box in his room because he knew that oh, at 23. Way, he had the black he box. He had the black box. He had the black box, but he he knew 23 and 24B was the channels I shouldn't be watching. You Yo, know for what I'm all saying? The
0: millennial less. Uh, Listeners, a black box was back in the day. That was the way you stole free cable. Yeah,
1: and your your just,
0: pops or your uncle or your mom's or someone would have that. And you for, got all the channels free.
1: For all the millennials, the black box is a 90s version of the Kodi app now. Yeah, you know well, what I mean? I so so, that is, looks, so the e, the Kodi so app is, uh <laughs> you, you know, you download it onto like Fire Sticks or Apple TV. Oh, okay, and then so you get you got like you get. Yeah, you get movies and all that shit, you know what I mean? But how um, we did it
0: back in the day when we were like 9, ten and eight years yeah. old and our, our folks and people's had that shit.
1: Yeah, so they, they tried to protect me to to all these things, you know what I mean? And 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 what they ended up doing was just making me uh more interested in them. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's me? and that's so,
0: that's a interesting point, yo. The restriction
1: you know, so- so it's like, all right, you know, you're telling me, um, this is bad, this is bad, that's bad. You know what I mean? Um, so naturally, you know, with the friends in the neighborhood, you gravitate to the things that you can't do. You know, so it's, you know, it's it's three or four friends who end up buying a bag of weed, and you got four people on a blunt. No one knows how to roll it, but we ended up rolling this thing, and now, <laughs> and I kind of yeah, like yeah. this, silly, You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I kind of like this. You know what I mean? And then what fucked me up was, um, I ended up moving. Out of Boston, south closer to Rhode Island, uh, this little town called uh, Norton, Massachusetts. Oh, I know Norton, and I met up with this, you know, and people people who who know Norton. Right next to the Comcast Center, Xfinity Center, you know, a lot of shows jamming be out there all the yeah. time. You know what I mean? Um, but I moved out there and this one dude I started kicking their way in school. He's like, Yo, you wanna come to the crib? You know, after school? Cool. I go to the crib, his mom bought him a carton of cigarettes, um, got beer like- in his room. Um, you know, his his mom went and, and copped him some weed, you know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Where am I? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Your mom bought you both, you know what I'm saying? So um it's funny because moving out there, that's when I started learning how to trap. I'm like, damn. So hold on, I got my homies out in the city who got this, and I got dudes over here who get their money from their moms and they want that. So boom, connection, and here we go. You know what I mean? So it's just you know, as as parents, you know, you try to protect your kids from as much as possible, you know. But I also think um Sheltering is not protection. No, no, I you agree know? with that
0: a, a, a million percent. Like the more restrictions you put on your kid, not only does curiosity fester, but mm. but that rebellious nature that all teenagers possess. So, like the like you know like you got with three kids uh, three girls rather, right? And I always think about this if I have a daughter, it's like. People like, you know, like to joke like, oh, I'm going to be the overprotective dad, like and fucking intimidate the boyfriends and this and that. No, no, dude, you're not because that's (laughs) how you breed for little fucking whores and sluts. She's going to be dirt biking underneath the bleachers at every fucking game. And dirt biking is when you have a girl has two penises in her hands and it looks like she's revving the dirt bike. I don't want that to be my daughter. So I'm not going to be putting those fucking restrictions on her. I'm going to. I mean, me and her mother are going to like, you know, be on the same page about what she can wear out and what can't, but I'm not going to fucking lock you in your door, in your room. I'm going to give you a little freedom because when you give a kid more responsibility, like anybody, not just a kid, they, they live up to that responsibility. There's this thing inside of us. I think that we want to rise to the occasion. So you give them a little responsibility and they'll do better at it. You try to fucking hold them down and restrict them. And that's when you get them doing extra bad shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like... You know, I'm, I want to give them a little room to wiggle so they don't feel like they have to come complain to me because their other friends are allowed to do whatever they want and they're going to rebel and come home late and piss me off. I want them to feel cool. Like, I was um kind of kind of like maybe your friend out there in Norton, but not maybe all the way. Like, my mother's uh apartment was like when we were young, super young, you know, my friends would come over. And some of my friends, like I said, the same kind of situation growing up as me and some not. But you can come to my crib and... Yeah, we was we could smoke some weed on the porch and and, and drink, and if we had somebody older to us. My mother would rather have us doing that at the crib when we were fourteen than doing it out on the streets. And yeah. still, sometimes I did come home late and like you know at three in the morning when I'm like fifteen or fourteen or thirteen, and she's fucking pissed and this and that. But but you know they gave me a little room to run around in rather than have me because they knew how bad it could get. Because you know I had family that were doing way worse than I could have ever have done. So, they knew what the, what the ultimate bad was. You know, it was like as long as I didn't grow up to rob banks and, and, and shoot heroin, they would be happy. So, they gave me a little room to run around. In. And they weren't, the, you know, I didn't have the greatest role models in some ways, but in some ways I did because they taught me, like, what the consequences were. I was given the consequences of certain things and learned the hard way about them, and, and, but also, you know, shown, hey, if you are going to make these kind of fucking crazy choices, you do it like this.
1: You know, yeah. and uh, yeah. shit like and, that. And I think, I think in life, you know, you, you learn. You can either learn one or two ways. You can learn by you failing. You can learn about other people's failures. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and at the same time, while my parents were trying to protect me from the things that they thought that were bad. You know, I had an uncle who been through his own shit, you know, he, you know, where he, he carries a a deadly disease that he interacted from sharing needles. You know what I'm saying? This dude's been locked up. This dude's been shot. This dude's been stabbed. This dude's looked at death right in the eye. And he's still, he's still walking these streets now. You know what I mean? And, you know, he schooled me to the game young. You know what I mean? So, you know i'm eight nine years old i can see the difference between weed and crack i can tell you yep. what cocaine does yep. what heroin does and i'm going to school you know talking to my teachers about this you know knowing these differences when they're trying to educate you and they're like yo where the fuck do you live you know what i'm saying i'm like yo nah i live in a in a home with, with two parents and we go to church and i just know this because you know this is life you know what <laughs> what i'm saying and and um you know it's you know so looking at my uncle, I look at him like, damn, yo, nah, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to do that, you know yeah, what I well, mean? So if you any, saw
0: that too, you you get to, you get to, it's like the scared straight experience yeah. in a way, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, so and, and, and that again, you know, we talk about being schooled young, you know, should an eight year old who likes to watch wrestling really know the difference between, you know, all these different kind of drugs? Yeah. Nah, probably not, you know, but I did. Um and because of that, you know, I grew up a little bit quicker. Yeah. Um but but then there are kids who 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 weren't taught those things and they find out by experimenting. You know what I mean? And those are the cases that go wrong. And they, in my they do opinion. it
0: irresponsibly and they try exactly. things at the wrong times, they don't know the mm. way to do it. They either hurt themselves or get arrested or, mm-hmm. or something horrible like that, you know.
1: Yeah, so um this is this is a real life man. You know, there's there's a lot of things out there that oh, yeah. that that, you know, kids nowadays uh have access to. A lot of things that we had access to growing up, you know, and and you know, putting kids in a bubble doesn't work, man. They wanna pop that bubble, they wanna run. You know what I mean? So definitely, um definitely. You, know, you, know, yeah, here, you know, you know, it's nature, human nature. We're curious, man. You know, yeah, you definitely, learn, definitely. You know no, so. Things.
0: And if you keep something from us, we're like, well, what is that though? Now I want to know what he's keeping from me. So it's like you can't, you can't keep shit, but you also can't. You just don't want to misencourage people. Like I, I have this theory, right? Like kids who grow up in a, in a household where the what is this, the mother, the father, both of them, the uncles, the, whoever's there, right, or, or whatever they grow up around, if they're exposed to certain like elements, right, whether it be drugs, crime abuse, whatever it is, right? If you're exposed to those in any way, there's, there's, I feel like there's only two ways it, it ends for the kids. And I got friends on both sides of the spectrum. They either see, like, say it's an addict, right? Say mom's an addict, or dad's an addict, or uncle's an addict. You see that shit, there's two ways. It's like, man, I don't want to end up like fucking Uncle Joey or, or Ma or whatever, so I'm going to be sober, and I'm never going to drink, I'm never going to do drugs, I'm never going to touch nothing. Or yep. it's oh, well, uh, Ma did it and Uncle David and Uncle Joey and Ma's boyfriend and everyone else does it, so it must be normal. So I am going to try it. It only goes, it's like, either scares you all the way straight or it normalizes it to the point where like, nah, this is the way you go. You don't do this. You don't steal. You don't rot. You don't play the numbers. You don't do that. That's weird. I thought that was normal. It only goes one way. There's very like little gray area in that whole uh, situation to me, at least.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's funny you say that because, I mean, my my grandfather, the one that's a pastor, he was actually an alcoholic. And, you know, he, you know, turned his life around. The pastor was an alcoholic. Yeah, so it you know my mother to this day when my dad gets drunk she bugs out on him. She's like, you know, my father was an alcoholic, and he's like, yo, that shit was like 50 years ago. He's good now. You're like, you're not living that life no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and and it, it's funny you say that because you know my mom's the type that she don't like to drink. You know she don't like being around drunk people. You it's know so she physical. don't. You know and, and and it's all and and you know seeing her dad that way is you know got her all the way to the left Yeah, mind you it
0: pushed her that other way yeah
1: mind you my other uncle couldn't wait to get his hands on a heineken he introduced me to liquor i took my first shot of henny with him you know what i'm saying so (laughs) so you know it's the
0: way it is though man it's like you're only gonna go one or two ways with that shit i feel like yeah 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 so it's, it's powerful
1: it is man it's crazy you know when when you're in an environment how much of it naturally just comes to you you know what I'm saying and and um, you know people say you, you are where you're from you're a product of your environment but um, realistically it's the truth you know is, what you you know what you see is what becomes normal you know and what like I mean
0: sometimes and the only sometimes leaving that environment can be one of the only ways a person if there's not strong enough to change it within that environment To change their lifestyle like if they want to become different say they want to sober up They don't want to be around that shit or they want to live a straight life and no more crime They literally have to leave where they're from because there's too many temptations too many pitfalls too many people pulling them back in They have to leave that place and move to another city town state whatever, you know
1: Yeah, for some people that's it has to be that extreme, Yeah. you know, cuz um you know your mind is 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 its own entity, you know, and your mind wants what it wants, your body wants what it wants. Um, and sometimes it's hard to to break those chains, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it, it it's, you know, it's for some people, it's addiction to drugs. For some people, it's, uh, it's you know, infidelity, you know, for yeah, some gee, people. There, or, there's, a,
0: there's a lot of drugs out there that aren't just those controlled substances on the list. You know, like yeah, you yeah. said, infidelity. Uh, for some people, dude, like f- sugar. And food, like, I know some people that are maybe a little overweight, uh, or maybe not even a little overweight, just straight up overweight, and they're, when they get depressed or they get excited or happy, the same way a person likes to celebrate with booze, or uh, if they're depressed, escape with booze or drugs, they do that with food and sugar, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And they will mouth a fucking gallon of ice cream. And whether they're happy or sad, the way dudes do it with booze, like, you know, there's a lot, or women, not even infidelity, just straight up sex, men or women wanting to just have sex all the time, that can be an unhealthy one. Um, Uh, You know,
1: you you ain't mentioned social media, the addiction to social media right now is ridiculous. I'm a full-fledged
0: addict, like, yo, my name is Jake the Snake, and I'm a dude who's addicted to social media, and I hate (laughs) social media, and I claim that I would only do it because I have things to promote, like podcasts and, and, and music and books and shit, but... I'm fucking dude Elliot I grab my phone all the time dog I, I can't stand that shit I can't
1: stand you know, it I hate it you know, I was just I was just in Sweden and Amsterdam and I took pictures you know but, but for the most part I, I put low. it in I my I peeped I peeped yeah I put it in my head that I wanted to go enjoy the moment you know what as I mean as you man? fucking should and um, you know, I went I went down to the Anne Frank house in, in Amsterdam. Um, that was, you know, mind blowing given yeah. how, how critical, um, not critical, but given how how big a, a piece of history that is growing up. Everyone reads the Anne Frank book, you know, and everyone has a vision in their head of, of what the Anne Frank house is like, you know what I mean? But to actually go there and visit there was was amazing. You know oh, that's what I mean? So sure. Um and um, you know, for the for the most part um, I have my phone in my pocket, you know what I mean? And, you know, people hit me up like, yo, how's your trip? How's everything? You know, and I'm like, yo, things are going good. They're like, yeah, well, um, but why aren't you Snapchatting? Why aren't you posting things yeah, on Facebook? Get right, a the that." And I'm like, I just don't want to. <laughs> and they're like, but. Oh, it's you weird. Know. I might want to like, live in the moment and enjoy <laughs> myself. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know,
0: Am I a weirdo? I'm a fucking freak?
1: You know, like my aunts are hitting me up like, but, you know, uh, yeah, but. Where are the pictures? And I'm like, they're on my fucking phone, man. What You, you see mean? them well, when you see them. Well, well, why don't you post them? Because I don't fucking want to. You know what I'm saying? Like, you That's know. where
0: we are as a society. We, we expect yeah. that. We, that's, no, that's the norm.
1: You know, and and it's funny because, you know, my sister just went to Puerto Rico and my aunt. And, you know, my sister's like, you know, every fucking thing that we did, you know, she had to, you know, post it, set the location. How old's your sister, you know, if you
0: don't mind my asking?
1: My sister, I'm not, she's she's twenty five. Okay, yeah.
0: so maybe they, I mean that's one thing. She's definitely of a of a younger generation where that's yeah. kind of they don't know anything other than that.
1: Yeah, but you know I think for the younger generation that's the norm. But the younger generation that sees the older generation doing it to them is annoying. You know what I'm saying? Because my aunt is forty plus. You know what I'm saying? So my my sister looking at me like. My aunt is thirsty for likes right now. She's gotta post. She's gotta post everything. Yeah. She's gotta. She's gotta. You know. She's gotta check who liked it, who didn't. She's gotta respond to comments. She's gotta put a location on it. She might need the two or three filters on this picture. And, and you know, you know, for my sister, it ruined her trip. You know what I mean? Because she's looking at it like, like, damn, yo, know, you got your phone in your hand to your face every single second of this time. Like, let's enjoy this trip. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, it, it's. Social media is something right now that um, it's it's amazing. Like you said, you can promote your podcast um, right now. I promote the podcast through Instagram and Twitter. I interact with people in Portland, Oregon, all the way to California, all the way to Alaska. I have a listener who listens to me from Saudi Arabia, and he hits me up on Twitter. You know what I mean? That's and that incredible. to me, that is amazing. You know, th- these are people from all over the world that you can contact. You know what I mean? Yet. For some reason, people find validation in those little, you know, thumbs ups. Yeah, well, you know?
0: Mean, it lets us it, it, in our mind. We think it lets us know that what we're doing is okay and right. And it's funny because, like, I think you and I, are from a little older generation, where you used to want to be in the moment. Right, you go to a concert. All right, you're at a club. You're at a party. You're at some crazy event. You don't want to whip your phone out because you're so. In the moment, in the second yeah. you whip it out to, to, to snap it to to take a photo to IG story to whatever, you literally have to s- remove yourself from the moment. So it kind of yeah. fucks the flow up. And there's things yeah. I do and go to where I don't bring my phone out. There's sometimes okay, yeah, I'm at this concert. I'm gonna I'm gonna get this photo out the way real quick. I'm gonna get this one video out the way real quick for IG, and then it's gone. It's back in my pocket, and I'm done. You know, because I kind of don't like to even do it because it does ruin it, right? But it's such a it's a generational thing, right? So uh, so okay. Example, I'm working, you know, I work for a lot of different artists of all kinds, right? And I'm out there, uh, recently I'm on tour with a couple of heavy metal bands, right? Uh, legendary, Grammy winners, big time dudes. And we're playing these huge venues. And I, I one of my roles is I, I score guests on stage. I make sure they're safe, the band's safe. I kind of do some security shit with them. and and keep them in a certain place. And so I bring these motherfuckers up on stage, and all these people, what they usually like to do, if they're on the same side of the stage as their favorite band or artist playing this huge fucking show, they whip out the phones, right? They take photos and videos. They want to take photos of themselves. That's the norm. And I'll have, you know, the bands or even more, not really the artists themselves, but more like their management and people I work with in the crew be like, like why do they want to bring out their phones? Like make sure the flashes are off this and that and like obviously I'm not gonna let the flashes go on, but they you know they'd they be like why do these fucking people want to pull out the phones? I'm like, you don't get it. Like they paid all that money to be on that side of the stage for those photos, for that yeah. video. That's yeah. what it is. And they're like, why don't they just want to live in the moment? I'm like, yes, I understand. Like and I I agree. I think you should live in the moment, but these people are buying these these VIP packages or these tickets or these things. Just so they can do that. They're spending five, six, seven, hundred dollars dollars 700 so they can take that photo with the band or that photo from the side stage with the band in that video. They want that. And so, yeah, you might think it's weird and stupid and kind of weird and you're old school and you don't get this. This is a foreign idea. But you are making revenue off the new concept of being able to to have these experiences and show it off to everybody. That's where the money's coming from. That's what these yeah. people are doing. So you got to get that through your head, you know? Like, I get it. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but you got to understand that. That's why they're yeah. doing
1: it. You, you pay five $600 for that ticket to show it off to everybody that's not there. Yeah. And you show it off not by you your go. autograph, not by your picture. You show it off by a Snapchat with a filter on there, by an yep. IG story with the location tagged on there. You know what everyone's mean
0: everyone's got FOMO of you, and you're cool as hell.
1: Yeah, and, and and when those views start going up, when those likes start start clicking, yeah. I mean, uh, when was it? I want to say like not even a month ago when the Kyrie Irving news broke about him coming to the Celtics. Um, one of my mans that works at 98.5, the Sports Hub, hit me up. He's like, yo, I want to come on your podcast. I need a platform to kind of talk about this. And I'm like, yo, let's rock. He set up the Skype. Um Within twelve hours, the SoundCloud link had over five hundred listens. See, the tweets that he was putting up that, that he was putting up had you know two hundred retweets. The the iTunes link had over a thousand listens, and that's in less than twelve hours.
0: Twenty seventeen,
1: baby, we in twenty seventeen, you know. And I'm sitting here mind blown, like yo, my phone's blowing up. My notifications are lit right now. People hit me up, yo, that shit was fire. This and that, and I'm just like, yo, this that you get a little bit of a drowning rush you're like yo this is kind of ill you know what i mean and then mm-hmm. at the same time i'm like damn so that's what they like <laughs> you know what i'm saying cuz i say yeah hey, you know I, you know i talk about people you know how they be stuck to their phones you know and i'm just like so so so, so that's what they like you yeah, know and that, that that felt kind of I mean, good I'll you know what i mean stuck then,
0: to my phone too i'm not even Above that, like there's I'm I am stuck to it for a lot of reasons. I do the, all the promo shit, but then it keeps me glued to now. I just want to look at some other shit that's interesting to me, or or I'm killing time, or I'm bored. It's a great time killer. When we used to sit in the waiting room at the doctor's office, or at the DMV, or even in line to pay for your groceries, what did you do before? You stood around. Now I can look at some fly ass fucking Dominican chick's booty on Instagram, or I can watch a surf <laughs> video, or I can laugh at a meme, or check out what you got posted up on your shit, or promote yeah. my podcast. It's like I can do shit in. In that in between time, but we get so trained that we start doing that all the fucking time, dude, you know?
1: And and you know, it's it's you know, I'm from I'm from the beeper era, you know what I mean? I'm from the Walkman era from the from the uh the cassette player era, you know. So for me, um you know discovering things that were new so, you know, a lot of times requ- required money you know, Required time mm-hmm. Required going down a downtown cross and Going to check that dude that's under that bridge Going to the red line and seeing what <laughs> new mixtapes he had You know what I mean yeah. And and that's how you discovered it. If If it wasn't for the internet I don't discover Jake the Snake Because I just discovered Jake the Snake on YouTube yeah. If it wasn't for Twitter and Instagram I don't discover Millie's And Millie's is one of my favorite artists right now yeah. You know it's, what I'm I mean, saying It
0: opens these these doors to, for us to learn about shit that we like That we want yeah. to like and that's awesome. I love it. Like I'm yeah. all for the internet. I'm all for social media. Yeah. In the I'm internet. so pro internet. I am pro internet. Yeah. yeah, there's like there's, there's there's ups and downs to it. Like, there's like double edged swords and shit. But overall, is we're better with it. You know, we just yeah. gotta learn how to mitigate through the bullshit and minimize the, the the negative, you know, drawbacks to it and maximize the positive. And there's way more positive, I think. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's people right now making money off the internet. You know, yeah, who I mean, they, don't, they don't they don't report to a boss. Um, they don't. They don't have to go put on a shirt and tie. They don't go to an office, man. They get up and they th- their phone makes the money. You know it's, what I mean? It's and,
0: also, it's the way it's going, dude. You you gonna go against the grain that hard? And I am a guy who does go against the grain in a lot of ways. But are you gonna go against this grain, this giant wave that you that it's it is the way it is, and it's oh it's gonna be the way it's gonna be. And like if you're gonna fight against that, dude, it's gonna be exhausting.
1: Like yeah, you're bugging, yeah.
0: dog. You're bugging if you're going against that.
1: Yeah, I mean, right now we got you know we went from smartphones to smart TVs to smart cars. Yeah. Cars are coming equipped with Wi-Fi now. I mean, we definitely dumb um,
0: ourselves down as as our phones get smarter, but that's that's the we, man reaps what they sow. That's the way it goes. Yeah, you
1: know? yeah that, that's that's where we're all going. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I'm one who 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 I still you know when I do a, a show prep, I got a notebook that I write my thoughts into that that you know I put together and then I email that out. You know what I mean? I, I still uh, I I used to um, kids
0: call that vintage,
1: call yeah, <laughs> You know, back you know, I used to rhyme myself back in the day, and 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 you know, um, you know, this is when blackberries are coming out, and this is when Fab made it cool to pull out a two way pager yeah, and man, start man, rhyming shit. off this two way. Yeah. You know, but me, I was always that legal pad guy. You know Still, what I mean? They're flipping the pages. Moskin. You know, yeah. <laughs> and um, and those you know. To me, you know that that's that there's something that that's refreshing about writing about handwritten notes It also you know?
0: keeps it, it helps with memorization, right? When yeah, you physically write it down even more than typing you actually memorize shit So if it's rhymes, then you don't have to read off your shit when you're in the studio or Or if you're working on a speech or something like that, it helps you train your brain to remember what you're writing down
1: yeah, and and um you know, to me, you know, you put you, you when you put your thoughts on paper, a little bit more intimate. You know, sometimes things start flowing that you don't even know they're just coming out. They're just your hand is moving, your it's brain is it, Yeah, yeah. Um. So if kids want to call that vintage, that's cool, man. I, I, I'm a vintage cat. You know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> yeah, you know, shit,
0: man. You you making me like uh, want to go look at some vintage internet porn right now. <laughs> Some like '70s oh. Harry Bush. Actually, that's like I don't like. I don't like Harry Bush. I can't watch. And
1: I've vintage for us would be what Jenna Jameson, because she was kind yeah, of before. So. Yeah. She was before her time.
0: Yeah, she's not really my thing. I'm not a big blonde. I'm not a huge into blondes. It's not my thing. But yeah, but you right. You right.
1: There was a lot of Jenna Jameson clones down on the red light district. I oh, tell so, uh,
0: Come out to LA. There's still remnants of them in the valley hanging around. I see them all the fucking time, all the time. Visit me out here in Los Angeles. I'll show them to you. Little, that's little, little spawn offs.
1: Th- that's the next trip I want to take. Good I dog. need to go out to the West Coast, man. Come out
0: To the West Coast, we we'll, we we can do all kinds of incredible things. Not just podcasts, but there's all kinds of incredible things out here. It's a glorious you place. You
1: out, you out there, my man Clinton Sparks is out there. He just bought a crib out oh, nice, there. nice, nice. What up, Clinton um, Sparks? Yeah, I seen Clinton. Seen him
0: like fucking eight nine years, but yeah.
1: Clint's my guy. I got, I got him on the text right now, man. I talk to him probably like once a week, man. He, he's he's doing his thing, good man.
0: Yeah, he's been doing his thing, dude. Clint yeah. is fucking good. He is good.
1: He was re- recently. He was on MTV. They had him on Ridiculousness, man.
0: He's he's always doing good, man. He's he's fucking been killing it for a long time, so
1: i I make fun of them, man. I make fun of them because, um, you know, just uh, I was. I, I laugh at them. I'm like, dude, you could rock, you could rock a crowd of ten thousand people, but yeah, your iPhone is like, it's it, 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 it's what gives you the most problems every day. You don't know how to navigate apps, man. You know, <laughs> this is supposed to make your life easier. In that
0: sense, then. <laughs> oh shit.
1: Like, I what's mean, dude,
0: I'm, I'm not one to talk though because i struggle with certain. every time i have to do goddamn update on any apple product i'm like motherfucker because like the update throws me off i le- just learn one thing and now i gotta relearn another
1: yeah um, man technology is a beautiful thing man it is, you know it is. Em- embrace it you know because it's, it's not going away man
0: exactly i'm trying i'm trying to be that uh that guy who just ages well by learning the new shit and not getting stuck on the old shit that's why i had to have fucking i had he help me with uh, getting this Skype call set up right for this podcast tonight. If I didn't have your fucking brain power, we might not be in this situation right now doing the podcast.
1: Man, the, 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 you know, Skype's a beautiful thing, man. You know, Skype is a beautiful thing. You know, if we you are want here to see titties
0: from a girl like 3,000 miles away, Skype got your back. Although you could yeah, just FaceTime her with your iPhone, if unless you don't have like some international plan, and she was in fucking Croatia, and you're in fucking Colombia or whatever, you know.
1: You can make it happen regardless now, nah, man. What, yeah. the, the, there's a solution to every problem out there, man. There and, is, and dude, check- you know
0: what? You, I'm going to go look at this. I'm going to go look at this Brazilian girl's titties right now on Skype. Is